What's up, everyone? Kane Pittman here from Locked On Bucks. Back again to discuss Giannis today. We're going to be talking Giannis. There was a fantastic article on The Athletic today from our friend Eric Name. And I think the idea of Giannis becoming more patient player, a better passer, I want to dive into some of the numbers here today on this show that certainly identify what Giannis is talking about and what the Bucks coaching staff are trying to get out with him. And also some familiar faces down in the G League, including Jordan Wara. What went on down there? Let's get into it. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked On Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pippen. You can see me and hear me daily on this show and also find my work over at ESPN Australia. Uh, solo pod today that is brought to you by Truebill. Uh, Truebill is a new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals than those ones you want to keep. But speaking of subscriptions that you want to keep, you definitely want to be keeping uh, your subscription to Locked On Bucks, which, by the way, is free. So if you haven't done it and you're watching this video, uh, you should probably go ahead and hit subscribe either here on YouTube, help us out, or uh, wherever you get your podcasts. We did get a bunch of new subscriptions overnight. That's because uh, we had the DeMarcus Cousins episode yesterday. We broke down the move with DeMarcus Cousins uh, moving to the Bucks. Uh, obviously, big news. Everyone's excited about uh, the addition and I think just having a big man on the roster. So go back and listen to Frank and myself discuss DeMarcus Cousins yesterday. But keep in mind, tomorrow I'm going to have Charles Mockler of Locked on Clippers. This man watched DeMarcus Cousins up close in person last year in the run through the playoffs where DeMarcus Cousins last played with the Clippers. So we're going to get Charles on and he's going to let us know everything we need to know about DeMarcus Cousins. Is he going to be able to contribute? Is this just a few-week test uh, to get some rest for some of the guys on the Bucks roster? We're going to dive into all that. But I mentioned uh, subscriptions, and I know a lot of our listeners will subscribe to The Athletic and uh, read the work of our old friend, Eric Name, who we're going to get back on the podcast sometime soon. But he had a great story this morning about Giannis and the idea of Giannis slowing down out on the floor learning how to survey the defense, a few little things that he does. I really highly recommend you check out this story. It's awesome. Uh, we know Eric does a great job of breaking down video and putting them in his stories as well. So really cool stuff. Uh, make sure you check out that story. But I was actually thinking about discussing this exact idea when I was watching the Bucks and the Nuggets game on the weekend, and I tweeted about it during the game that, uh, the Nuggets, and some of it was personnel. We know that they've got a lot of injuries. They're struggling uh, to health, have a healthy team uh, on the floor. So they didn't really have an answer to slow down Giannis. Again, nothing new there. There's a lot of teams that don't have an answer to slow down Giannis. But what ended up happening was that they would play this zone or they played zone for a, a fair amount of the evening. Giannis discovered pretty early in the game, and I think this is something that he's got better at as the years have gone by. And certainly this year, it looks like he's starting to take a leap. And part of this ties into uh, the story Eric was writing about and just slowing down. But Giannis was able to get to the free throw line. 
get the catch or catch the ball at the free throw line. He didn't even really necessarily need to dribble. He could kind of just hold the ball, survey, uh, wait for someone to come at him, wait for the defense to react to what they thought he was going to do. And then he was dishing out these look away passes to the corner for open three. Uh, on one occasion, he he put the ball on the floor, back down, shot that turnaround that we've seen him all incorporate into his game. But ultimately, it just felt like there was literally nothing they could do to stop this man. And we've seen that before with Giannis, but we've seen that before with Giannis overpowering teams. On occasion, we've seen it where the outside shot is going and he's knocking down all those threes. So there's been different variations of Giannis just completely destroying an opposition. But in this game, it just felt like it was a a patient Giannis and a guy that was completely in control. He understood how to manipulate the defense. And overall, I think he's just got a better sense of how he can find guys where they're going to be. And maybe some of it is familiarity with some of the guys that he's played with before that have come back into the lineup. But I just think when we look at where the Bucs have been so far this season, now they're 13 and eight. They're near the top of the the standings in the East. I think they're a game and a half. Last time I checked, game and a half out of first, which is just absolutely absurd. But it did bring me to think about his numbers, what he's been able to do. It didn't always result in wins, but it did. He he was keeping this team going here for a few weeks. And of course, you know, players like Grayson Allen had an impact as well. But in this story with Eric, Giannis said that going back a few years ago, he would have he would have killed himself about these these losses. He would have been frustrated. He would have wanted to do whatever he could physically to to dominate an opposition team. And I just think that the mindset change that he appears to have had, or that he's willing to publicly acknowledge that he needed to have. And that is that at the start of November, you can't win the championship. And we had the conversation last week with Camille at how fatigued Giannis looks at times. And part of me sits there and says, well, I'm a little bit concerned that he's working too hard or I'm a little bit concerned that he's needing to do too much so early in the season. Now, I do hope, and there's been some games recently where he's been able to sit down for stretches. I'm sure there's going to be times where he will have the night off. But I wonder if winning the championship how much of an impact winning the championship has had on this mindset for Giannis? Because last year we heard him and we were in the press conferences and he would say, well, it's all about the playoffs. We can't win every game. I'm not too worried about this. But I always had the sense that there had to be this external pressure. There had to be this massive pressure for the Bucs to win. And I don't know how he would have handled this type of stretch last year. We know the Bucs went through a run where they lost five games, but they haven't had a start to a season like they had this year under Mike Budenholzer. And for Giannis, it it was very easy for everyone to look and say, okay, I know why the Bucs are losing games. They don't have any of their players playing. But for someone as competitive as Giannis and for someone who is as dominant as Giannis and an MVP caliber player like Giannis is, I have to imagine that it was difficult that he wasn't able to necessarily night in, night out drag these guys. But I think part of that is, as he acknowledged, is that he didn't want to he, he didn't want to feel the need or feel the pressure to be dragging this team over the line every single night and going all out. Now, I would argue he looks like he's going all out, but I think these little tweaks in his game where he has become more patient, where he won't just physically try and overwhelm teams at night in and night out, his ability to experiment during games, Work on the jump shot, yes. Again, we've discussed. What is the value of working on that jump shot? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's something that he definitively needs and desperately needs in his game to to go to some sort of next level. I don't think that's the case. But part of the reason why I've loved 
that he's been willing to try it and willing to develop is almost the LeBron approach that he took during his, uh, as he started to become a veteran player, that you can't just be a freight train for 15 years. It's just too hard to do. And so I think Giannis coming to the realization that there's different ways that he can impact games that might actually help him out physically as well uh, and get through the course of an NBA season, um, to me at least, is a, is a really good sign. I'm going to go into some of the numbers uh, here in just a little bit. But again, I just think it's so fascinating. Uh, do make sure you check out that story. Anytime you get a chance to get into the mind of Giannis, uh, it is the most interesting thing. But Giannis is so occupied now with being a dad, being an NBA superstar, all the things that come with that, all the, the GQ man of the year, all these sponsorships he's got going on. He's got his own shoes. He probably forgets about some of the subscriptions that he's got. If he even has any. I mean, do you remember the time when he was asking for someone on Twitter if they had a Netflix password or something like that so he could watch Game of Thrones? Maybe he doesn't have any subscriptions, but if you do... You're likely like me and you forgot about them. So Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to 720 bucks a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your true bill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scans. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now. That's truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Uh, you could save you thousands a year. So it's certainly worth it. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Uh, as I mentioned right off the top, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of every day. We really appreciate it. Like I said yesterday, the DeMarcus Cousins video did very well on YouTube. We're still trying to build this channel up. So make sure uh, you give us a subscription there. We really appreciate it. Uh, but if you're done with Locked On Bucks, you can go across to Locked On Packers. Our friend Peter Bukowski breaking down all things Green Bay Packers as they make their run to the NFL postseason. Long NFL season. But anyway, they're on the road. Uh, so get that there. Speaking of being on the road, is Giannis on the road to an MVP season? I think it's an interesting question because if the season ended right now, there's no doubt about it. There's no question. The MVP would be Steph Curry. The Warriors are a ridiculous 18-2. and two. But would Giannis be the second name on the list? Maybe Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's been awesome and he has to carry James Harden every single night. So that's a difficult challenge. Although he does have the great Aussie Paddy Mills on his team, which is certainly a bonus. But I think Giannis, particularly with the Bucs now winning games, that record is starting to be boosted. I think he's got to be maybe on, on that second tier, perhaps tied with Kevin Durant, even though the efficiency numbers for Kevin Durant are absolutely out of this world. But right now, Giannis is averaging 27 points per game, which is third, by the way, which is kind of absurd. Remember last season at the start of the year, we've discussed the fact that offenses are down, but when there was just that completely outrageous start to the season offensively, I feel like 27 points per game wouldn't have even had you in the top 10 for stretches last year. Of course, I could be making that up. So third in points at 27 points per game, uh, sixth in rebounds at 11.8, and just a lowly 24th in assists. It's embarrassing. 5.9 and ninth in blocks at 1.8 per game. So just simply dominant numbers. I mean, if you've got a guy that's getting you 27, 12, and 6 with a couple of blocks per game... That's MVP stuff. I do wonder 
and this is obviously the case. This has happened before. It's definitely happened with LeBron. It, it probably happened with Steph, although he was playing with KD, so maybe that was the real reason why. But once you win a couple of MVPs, it's so difficult to get back into the conversation. But Giannis is going to have MVP-type numbers. You might need the Warriors to slow down a little bit if you want him to win it. But I, I just haven't seen too much discussion about Giannis and what he's doing. I, again, I think part of it is the fact the Bucks have been uh, losing more than they have been in the past. And given he was the only one playing, maybe some people hold that against him. But if we look at some of his advanced numbers, and these are all via cleaning the glass, there's some incredibly impressive stuff. And again, this comes back to his evolution as a passer, his development as a passer, as a distributor, the way he sees the floor. So the first number that stands out, the usage rating right now for Giannis, 36%. That's up from 33.6 last year. Now, this does make sense because when you consider that Drew Holiday was out of the lineup for an extended time, Chris Milton was out of the lineup for an extended time, Giannis had the ball in his hands all the time. So I'm not necessarily surprised. I am a little bit curious to see if that comes down. It's actually the second highest usage rate he's had in his career. Uh, 29-20, he was actually up over 37%, which is kind of wild to think about. So we'll see whether that comes back down now. But for these numbers that we're about to go through, keep in mind that he's got the ball in his hands a hell of a lot. His assist percentage has gone up 28.2 to 30.7. But perhaps more impressively, his turnover percentage has gone down from 12.8 to 11.4, which, by the way, is a career low. That's kind of crazy to think about, that he would have a career low turnover percentage despite the fact the ball's in his hands so much, despite the fact he's had to carry the offense. We've discussed this at length a little bit, the offensive fouls, and I think that's a big part of it. We saw the game last week where he did look like he was a little bit frustrated because he picked up a couple of charges. He's been so good at that 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 he hasn't been getting called for these offensive fouls, which honestly was a, was a big generator of his turnovers. So I think that that's probably key to that. I don't have the offensive uh, foul numbers in front of me, but I suspect they're down. And I, I think they were down last year. I suspect they're down even further this year. It doesn't feel like we've seen him in foul trouble. If you go back to last season at the start of the year, remember he got fouled out in a couple of games? And it was, and, and a lot, the, probably three of them, four of them were offensive fouls. I feel like we had the conversation on the podcast multiple times about, Bud and his challenges because we're like, can we challenge some of these charge calls? Because Giannis is going to get fouled out every single night. Hasn't really been a concern. Now, now that I've said that, I've probably just jinxed him there. But just, just again, just identifying, uh, just identifying some of those, some of those numbers there, and why he's become uh, such a dynamic player offensively and continues to evolve. I, I think that that's the important thing here. This is a guy that just continues to get better and better and better. And by the way, King of the Kids, did you guys see that reaction? When he gave the shoes to the kid, if I was a kid, I'd be pretty fired up if Giannis gave me a pair of shoes as well, to be perfectly honest. Uh, before we uh, move on to some G League stuff tonight, Jordan Wara played with the Wisconsin Herd? What is going on? I don't want to say it's a fall from grace because there's no nothing weird about playing for the Wisconsin Herd. He's a young player. He hasn't been playing much, but still a little bit surprising uh, to see him drop down there. I wouldn't have betted on that at the start of the season. But I mentioned the MVP odds. And if you want to check out the MVP odds, you can go to betonline.ag because they have you covered with all the props, odds, and lines uh, more than ever before as football season in particular continues its march to the playoffs. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and the UFC. 
right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's bet online where the game starts. All right, so I mentioned Jordan Wara went down and played for the Wisconsin Herd, which is a little bit of a surprise. But the good news is the Wisconsin Herd defeated the Windy City Bulls. It's always good to to beat the Bulls affiliate. Uh, The Herd are on fire, and quite frankly, so they should be. I don't really know many of these names that played for the Windy City Bulls, but for the Bucs, you've got Jordan Wara, Sandro Mamu Kalashvili, Rajon Tucker threw down a ridiculous dunk in this game, Tremont Waters, another guy uh, we know as well there. There's a bunch of guys, Wendy and Gabriel, uh, Jeremiah Jones. So lots of familiar faces on this Wisconsin Herd team. I expect that they're going to be a contender. Yorgos Kalazakis also played uh, in this game. Mamu Kalashvili had a massive fourth quarter. He finished with 28.6 rebounds. I think it's interesting that he was five for seven from three. It's worth keeping an eye on that three-point shooting. I don't think he's going to crack the Bucks rotation this year regardless. But if there was any thoughts about using him long-term, certainly the three-point shot becoming consistent was going to be one of the things that helped him. He was 11 for 16 overall, so a really good night for Mamu. But Jordan Wara had 18 points in the fourth quarter, 22 points overall. He was 10 for 20 from the field, so certainly not shy about getting those shots up, uh, which... Uh, you know, again, we know Jordan Wara. I, I think we, pro- you know, and, and I say this that I, I don't think it's a big deal and certainly not something that anyone should be getting annoyed about, the fact that Jordan Wara went and played with the Wisconsin Herd. He hasn't been playing with the Bucks, And whether you're happy about it or not, he fell out of the rotation and I think it's good for these guys that they can go down and play. The Bucks have two nights off. I suspect he'll be back on the bench. He might even play in the game against Charlotte in a couple of nights' time, but he's going to get some run. And... It's been interesting to see how it's all played out. At the start of the season, he was playing a lot. We know why, but he was a major talking point. He had some some really good moments. But it's clear that the Bucks coaching staff don't believe that what he can bring on a nightly basis from a consistency standpoint is up to standards. And it's not just about scoring. But it, at times, he's felt a little bit lost in terms of, okay, well, if I'm not out there being that explosive scorer, how else do I impact the game and I think that that's the big question for Jordan Warren and that's why potentially he can go down there and I think it's good for him to get run with the herd but I, I don't it's hard for me to imagine that that's going to help him crack back into the rotation because he's going to go down and he's going to be a featured scorer so I guess that's the question I have in my head you guys can let me know what you think about Jordan Warren I know that he has been a, a popular member of of the Bucks and Bucks Twitter have certainly wanted to see him succeed I had him down as an x-factor prior to the season could he crack into this rotation uh we'll see but to this point i've i've got him on the outside looking in on that nine-man rotation that looks really really strong really positive so uh, we'll see what happens with jordan Wara, but it's at least noteworthy he went down there got some points on the board in the fourth quarter and helped that team to a win i mentioned to marcus cousins uh, again, if you missed the podcast yesterday, go back and check it out. We spoke about him in detail tomorrow, a crossover pod with Locked On Clippers. We'll find out more about DeMarcus Cousins. So if you have any questions for Charles Michael, please uh, hit me up on Twitter, at Kane Pittman. You can see it there on the screen if you're watching on YouTube or uh, in the YouTube comments. Uh, let me know. Let me know if you've got any questions about Boogie Cousins, and we'll ask Charles about them tomorrow. Rare two days off. It's kind of weird to do this podcast and there's no game tomorrow. They've been playing every other day uh, for a while. Further programming details, Lisa Byington's coming on the show. That's going to be fun. 
Uh, first time we get to catch up with Lisa. She's been on the road. It's been a busy schedule. But I'm going to record that one, a special podcast on the weekend uh, with Lisa Byington, which is going to be a lot of fun. Again, let me know if you've got any questions there for Lisa. Uh, but the Bucks and the Hornets still, as I mentioned, two days away. Uh, so just a quick little pod today, just a quick one. I wanted to discuss Giannis. Sometimes you just have to come back, have these podcasts, and and really appreciate what this man is doing out on the floor because somehow, somehow it still is kind of under the radar. It feels impossible that it could be under the radar, but it's kind of been sliding uh, that way. Also, make sure you check out the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling is free and available on all platforms. But for right now, we'll leave it there. Like I said, a short little solo podcast today, but please let us know what you're seeing from Giannis this year, piecing together another incredible season. Uh, And uh, until then, we'll be back tomorrow with the Crossover Podcast. And that's all for me, Kane Pittman. We'll see you guys tomorrow.